Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? All right, welcome back to the Fewcast. Uh, my uh, name is Darren. I'm here with Mark and Richie. And all right, guys, what do you think the number one story of the week is this week? I, I think it's uh, those visitors logs for uh, the White House right now. Yeah, yeah, they're they're basically not releasing any of the logs for Biden, which kind of makes me think that maybe he's not seeing anybody. Yeah. Well, I saw a thing today that he was on like a um, video chat and he said, I'll, I'll answer questions if that's what I'm here to do. And then the, the feed went blank. Yeah, they, they pretty much prevented him from answering questions, which, you know, you don't want him talking. Right. Wow. What, what was the deal with um, when he was down in Texas? He like was losing his place in line and Jill had to save him. Oh no, he was like thanking a bunch of people and he like got confused as to why you know what the people's names were and where the names were at and maybe he got lost in a teleprompter. He's basically like, oh I got lost here. I better I better help uh, I better stop because I'm gonna fall over sideways. Oh jeez. I don't know exactly what he said, but he basically stopped himself from saying something dumb. So, so, so with these visitors logs and and just so I'm understanding, basically this has been done by every president. You got to kind of keep a record of the visitor logs and who you're talking to on these calls because those are recorded. And all this is, you know, to make sure that a president isn't, isn't doing something illegal. I mean, right. But that's how Trump got quote unquote caught with, with the, um, Prime Minister of Poland. I mean the Ukraine. Ukraine. Anyway, um, the no, I mean they don't have to share them, but most presidents do, and they like make it a point as being they're the most transparent ever because they're sharing their logs, and and of course Trump shared his logs, but Biden, Biden's not releasing the teleconference or the. Yeah, the teleconference visitor logs because nobody comes and sees him anymore because he's a frail old man who doesn't want to get coronavirus. So really all he has, his only window to the world is his video conference logs. And they're not releasing them, most likely because he's not seeing anybody. So, so, so basically his presidency went from campaigning in the basements and putting a lid on everything by 9 a.m., and then, and then uh, now his presidency is keep them away from everybody else. Don't let them talk to anybody else. And we'll trot them out for fifteen minutes when we shove them full of drugs. Yeah, and he hasn't done a he hasn't done a press conference where he's answered questions since he's been president. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trump used to do them every day, pretty much. I mean, like he'd walk to the helicopter and he'd answer a couple questions. But Biden doesn't ever answer a question. 
uh, well, uh, unless it's scripted and they can put it in the teleprompter, then you'll answer a question. But and usually it's what kind of wood do you like to put in the fire in the in the fireplace, right? <laughs> yeah. Or what's your favorite ice cream? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Um, uh, toothpaste. What? Uh, <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. Put a lid on it. <laughs> well, when he did the when he did the uh, um. When he when he was doing his inaugural march or whatever, when he got out and he talked to that reporter, like he answered the question before the reporter asked it. Like he oh. was he he ran up, oh, it feels good to be president. Like the reporter didn't get a chance to actually answer the question. Oh, and but that's what the question was. Like, how does it feel or something like that? But it was it was pretty comical because they're they're feeding him the lines you know like when he he said salute the marines yeah i was just about to bring that up yeah he he basically he said you know he's so he's so used to regurgitating what they say into his earpiece that he said it instead of doing it anyway and so mm-hmm. so like this behavior this is why they're talking about taking the war powers away from him yeah, this week, or I think it was today, there was an act introduced by four senators from the Democrats and four senators from the Republicans that were that proposing taking away Biden's ability to make a, you know, a strike against another nation, which is what he, he, he and I'm going to air quote, he did against Syria, which I don't, I don't think he doesn't know where he's at. I don't think he, he makes a decision to strike Syria. I think they put a piece of paper in front of him and he signs it. But yeah, the, there's four. It's like the Gang of Eight is going after Biden's war powers, which is probably a good thing. Well, hold on. Are we sure it's Biden signing these, or is Kamala very good at that? <laughs> She's manipulative. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I think Biden's got to authorize it. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on there, but I mean, Kamala's getting her hands and everything. She's now they're talking that he that she might go to the G7 summit in in Europe because he can't try. I mean, because he's not going to go for some odd reason, probably because, you know, he, he's got to stay back and deal with the Proud Boys or some bullshit like that. And now she won't go or she's going to go because he he, you know, for whatever reason, can't, which it's always been the chief executive. It's never been anybody else who goes oh, to those things. Yeah, we'd be probably the only country that would send somebody who wasn't the prime minister or the president, right? Yeah. So. So more more about this war powers thing, though. Like this, I mean, it it's always been that the president has had the ability to to commit a strike, right? Like, like well, we. It's... It's not really been that way. I mean, it's kind of grown into that. Uh, you know, it always used to be Congress is supposed to declare war, or the Senate's supposed to declare war or whatever. But it's kind of gotten into the, I think it was one of the presidents, I might have been Truman, I'm not exactly sure, but he's just like, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and send the Navy at the other side of the world and you guys can figure it out from there. You know, if, if, I, have the, if I have the ability to do that. But... Mm-hmm. Well, it had to be an FDR, right? Because, like, after Pearl Harbor, didn't we do the 30 seconds over Tokyo? Or I don't G- think... 
I don't think we were screwing around with the military in the middle of World War II. Well, remember, though, we weren't doing anything until December 7th. Um, it is when they attacked Pearl Harbor. That That's what brought us into the war, because we were still isolationalists. Isolationalists. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, during that time, we always thought, you know, the, the two big, the Pacific and the Atlantic will protect us from the rest of the world because as long as nobody's messing around with um, anybody within the Americas, we're fine. That's that's what the Monroe Doctrine was all about was, you know, as long as nobody's messing around with anybody in South America or North, in North America, um, we aren't going to, you know, we're not going to... Um, if anyone were to attack some, somebody in there, we could go after them, um, is basically what that was. But then I believe after Pearl Harbor, then James General James Doolittle took uh, a flight of bombers and did 30 seconds over Tokyo and, and bombed uh, Tokyo with, like, four bombers. Um, uh, and then, the, like, they landed in China. Um, uh, and that was our response to the to Pearl Harbor. Uh, so, and I don't think Congress had enacted to go to war. Now, when it, when Congress did vote, it was almost unanimous except for one person in Utah who was a pacifist. But, uh, I believe that FDR would have had to have given that, that decree to go bomb Tokyo without Congress acting right away. Yeah. So, I mean, the- it was so there's a the War Powers Act, which basically gives the president authorization to do that, but he only has so much time. And then, kind of what I think I think it was Truman said was, "Well, I'll I'll use all that time to 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 move my uh, army to the other side of the world, and then you guys can figure out if I have the right to bring them back." That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So and I mean, we're kind yeah, of off so- topic here. Well, but I mean, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that since the 1940s, this has been a this has been a power g- given to a president. So 80 years later, they're looking at taking it away. That's a that's a pretty big deal. I mean, that's a I mean, that's a pretty big step where you now say the executive branch no longer has the ability to make an immediate reaction. Congress has to open up a committee and, and, and figure out whether we should go to war. That, that's what they're saying here. So that just tells me how little they trust Biden is, is that he's not even allowed to make these snap decisions. And that's being said by both sides of the aisle. People should really look at that. That should be a, be a much bigger story that people on both sides of the aisles don't trust Biden. How did this guy get voted in? Well, I think I think that comes a lot from the Syria thing too. When they're when they just went after Syria, you know, bombing them. When they, I mean, why? I mean, what did what did we do in? I mean, okay. Well, why are think, we in, why are we bombing Syria? And I think that the the storyline is is that oh well, there's Iranian backed militants in Syria, but but again. I don't see where that that's a national threat to us at, at, at this point, but I don't know. I, I, I think that, you know, Trump, Trump did a great job of getting us out of all these little skirmishes. This is, those wars are going to last forever and we could be in a perma war 
if we keep if we keep engaging ourselves into these into these squabbles, whereas instead if we pulled back and we and and got ourselves out like Trump was trying to do, you know, we would stop losing American lives over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Middle East is just always going to suck. Let's just leave and just let them blow each other up. I don't really care anymore. I mean, what are we like? What What are we doing there? I mean, seriously, let's just give Kuwait all the drones that they can drive and Israel all the drones that they can drive. So, and then we'll just let them figure it out. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, Trump's made good. Trump made good uh, headway with getting all these countries to start to agree that hey, Iran's a bigger problem than you know. If nothing else, the war has made it to where there has you know it's not Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan uh, vying for power. Now it's just Iran trying to suck everything up, and and Trump made a made a good deal with these people to say. Iran's your enemy. Let's that's the common enemy now. You guys just need to to stand firm together against Iran. As he was getting us out, he made diplomatic peace. And yet again, that's not talked about. So Yeah. So, so then going on to this capital lockdown. Basically, the capital lockdown is the excuse to hide Biden. So we had this thing on January 6th, which wasn't anything. I mean, the only the only person that died from the actual riot or it's not a riot. It was a protest. It was a peaceful protest. The only person that died from the peaceful protest was shot in the face by a, a Capitol Guard who didn't need to shoot her in the face. That Brian Sicknick, it's come, it's pretty much come out. Where when they everybody had said that um, he uh, he got hit in the head with a fire extinguisher, that wasn't him. He never got hit with a fire extinguisher. Nothing happened to him. He had a stroke. I mean, and his family's basically saying that, yeah, it wasn't related to the to the Capitol Hill thing. It was natural causes, basically. At least that's. I don't know if it's it's been printed that way, but when they're when they're they're not going to charge anybody with his death. And they had cameras everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they know that nothing happened to this guy. And anyway. Well, his brother came out and said, don't politicize this. And then his mother came out and said, please respect our privacy. He died of natural causes. Please stop saying that he was bludgeoned to death. Yeah. He, didn't, he, he wasn't bludgeoned to death. He, yeah. uh, they, they said that he died, I think, of a stroke. Yep. And anyway, so... There's basically the only person that died was shot by say by Capitol Police and they and the, she shouldn't have been. She was unarmed. I mean, if she was black, there would be riots in in Washington D.C. right now, but she's not. So, I mean, she was a freaking Navy veteran of like ten years or something. Yeah, I, um, you know, to, to to be the contrarian here though, I think that. You do have to say if 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 they're pointing their guns and telling you to stop, stop, and you got to stop there. And she was jumping through that window, um, you know, like you're not. There was a SWAT team within sight distance of her. I got it. They were right behind her, right? There was a SWAT mm-hmm. team right behind her. But if they were drawing their line right there, 
and and she was jumping through that window it it's the broken i mean it's the broken window theory if if one person jumps through there and nothing happens more people are going to jump through there you completely you completely missed that one completely okay all right the broken broken windows theory is if you have broken windows you need to add more police because that's the area where you have a lot of crime yeah giuliani thing anyway no i mean it's you got a guy who's got a knife and he's you know brandishing it or he's got it and then you shoot him but that's a riot but you got somebody who's completely unarmed and is climbing through a window and you shoot her well but that's my point is with with a SWAT team behind her that has automatic weapons no i understand but that's my point is is that both are breaking the law and if if we're if we are backing the police on this then of course we're backing the police on the guy that's brandishing the knife you should be doing both you know like like you're absolutely right. The guy brandishing the knife, in a, in a in a varying degree, is obviously more likely to get shot and should be shot by police because he has a deadly weapon, you know. So, but if you're saying he was only shot because he was, uh, you know, a minority, then you can look at this case and say, here's another situation where they were telling telling people to stay back. She's unarmed, but she didn't follow police the the uh capital police and she was shot had nothing to do with race and neither does any other situation where this happens it has to do with people not following the police that's the underlying cause it's nothing to do with race it has nothing to do with uh police or racist or 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 anything else like that it it is the underlying cause is people not listening to police Anyway, so yeah, they've had they've had the capital on lockdown for what something like forty five days now. Yeah, and basically, the reason why they're not holding holding the State of the Union is because the Capitol's on lockdown. And there's been no like there's been nobody in D.C. There's been no threat. There's been nothing going on. So, the, I'm just kind of wondering if the reason why Nancy Pelosi rejected the ten thousand um Capitol Hill, you know, well, ten ten thousand National Guard, which everybody's saying that's a lie, it's not correct, but Nancy Pelosi hasn't said anything about it. She's completely rejected the question, which makes me think that she uh she has and she doesn't want to say it because then she'll be deemed a liar. Mm-hmm. But there's no there's no evidence that she did. Well ask her. Anyway, um and she she won't answer the question, so it kind of you know silence is kind of uh is deafening in that point. But they so now they're they're basically using this lockdown to shield Biden. He, like he's not he's not going to make public appearances. He's not going to do any of this crap because of this lockdown. And it just kind of makes me wonder if this wasn't all just a big setup. Well, I know it was a big setup, but yeah. I mean, they were hoping that this would that this would go down so that they could shield the people from, you know, the the vote on the, uh, you know, whether to give the evidence of the voter fraud on the on the House grounds. And then they basically goaded the people into going into the Capitol so that they could, you know, make them martyrs. Well, they could make they could make examples of them, which 
It's stupid. I mean, if they they had enough police to stop them from going in, if they'd have just told them to not go in, they would have not went in. But half of them were let in there. And I mean, there's videos of of the people in there going, "Hey, don't uh, don't do anything in here, okay?" And there's like, "Okay, we ain't gonna wreck up the we ain't gonna wreck the place." And they're like, "Okay." It's just like stupid. Or the fact that Trump wanted um, all those. Um, National Guard there, and Pelosi didn't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that that brings up a good point, Rich, because I, I was going to ask this. Um, so after after the National Guard were called in to to clean up the that church that was burning, right? Wasn't it Pelosi? And I could be wrong here. I'm just I'm asking the question. Wasn't it Pelosi that wanted to make it tougher for? National Guard to be called in after that? Probably. I mean, either that or the mayor of of uh, of DC. DC. Because because now they're they're trying to play that as uh, Trump made that rule, or that that it was because of Trump. And I think they're trying to play semantics with this of uh, because of Trump calling in the National Guard to to take care of that riot, or I'm sorry, peaceful protests. Um, it, you know that they wanted that extra layer of of somebody in the, not the Joint Chiefs of Staff, but somebody within that department to give the okay to the National Guard chief to to send troops in, and so when he requested whether he should go in there or not, he had to go through one extra level of approval, and he said that that was maddening because you have a situation that's getting out of control. Um, but we had to wait for this extra level of, of, of approval. But I think that that was Nancy Pelosi's uh, uh, change to make that that they wanted that one extra level of approval because of what happened with the other peaceful protests. Well, I don't understand why you would need an extra level. I mean, the other quote unquote peaceful protests were those were bad enough that the military should have been called in like right away i mean that should be that should make you want to make it easier Mm -hmm. and they were saying that their rights were being trampled upon yeah because they should be allowed to get onto the white house lawn and get up to the front door and oh they they removed the barriers from the white house just not from the capitol building oh well that's good i just i i i think you're right i think that they're never wasting of a of a of a crisis they want to make it so that um so that uh, people can um you know they don't want to waste this crisis they they want to make it so that they can hide biden and they can say that he doesn't need to do the state of the union which i mean he doesn't need to because it's his first year but there's no way that they're going to prop him out there without a teleprompter and without without um you know, with an hour-long speech. I mean, at, at best, next year's State of the Union is going to be 10 minutes. Yep. Well, it's, it's not, I don't think he makes it. I don't think he makes it to next year's State of the Union. If they do pass this bill that takes away his war powers, that's just going to be... And if you if you can't declare war, then you're are you actually a president? I mean, that's the 25th Amendment right there. They should just be able to hack him right there. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah I, I mean you're right. I I mean what did I say originally? May. Yeah, I don't know. 
I think I didn't think they'd even. I didn't even think you'd make it into office. That's true. Anyway, did you guys see that uh, Greg Abbott and uh, whoever's the governor of Mississippi removed all the COVID restrictions? It's about time. But but we're in the middle of a pandemic. People are dying. There's going to be a forced surge. Mm -hmm. We need triple. Yeah, I I seen a tweet or something that said. Imagine being locked in your basement for a year and then being mad that you got let out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, and then B- Biden called it stupid because <laughs> he knows what's going on. Yeah. Well, that I mean that just vilifies what he what he did even more. You know. Yeah. Well. well when- when Noam was doing her speech in CPAC, she she basically criticized Fauci for, um, you know, being wrong, which he pretty much was wrong about everything. I mean, he's he was wrong about masks. Well, I don't I don't know if he's wrong about masks. I mean, he was on both sides of the issues of masks last year. Early, he said that masks were unnecessary and they were actually counterproductive, and then. You know, come two two months later, he says that everybody needs to be wearing a mask, and then masks need to be mandated. And then he goes on to say that that uh, you know herd immunity is at like fifty percent, and then he goes to say it's sixty, and then seventy, and then eighty, and then we need double masks, and then we need and double masks don't do any good, and yada yada yada. He's just he's all over the map, and then and then he's got the balls. He's got he's got the tiny tiny little bb balls to say that you need to listen to the science well make up your mind what the science is and maybe we'll listen to it but you can't freaking keep changing the science and then think that we're just gonna be like oh so today i need to put two masks on okay mr fauci whatever you say oh fearless leader keep uh you know he's cashing those checks what did he make four hundred and thirty thousand dollars this last year yeah and he also has a patent on some of the vaccines how does Good. he have a patent on the vaccines? I have no idea, but that's what that's. I had heard that uh, on the news that he's gonna he's gonna make some money off of the vaccines because he was in part part of the development. I'm guessing. I think you might want to check the facts on that one. Okay, I will. But I mean, it came from CNN. They're a liberal news source. I would have figured. <laughs> well, that's, well, then it's got to be true. Well, <laughs> I'm figuring that if it wasn't true. That you know, uh, that they wouldn't they wouldn't be saying that because it does cast him in a bad light if he's profiting off of this, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean that that's where I come down to it. I'm like, well, this kind of casts him in a bad light. I mean, if if CNN is saying it, I mean, you know. Mm. But I they could have gotten their facts wrong. You know, they they don't do good follow up. But uh, wasn't Fauci also the, I mean, how long has he been the infectious disease director? I mean, since since the 80s, right? 300 years. 300 years? So definitely since, like, the position began. But um, wasn't he the, wasn't he the uh, infectious disease director, like, during the AIDS pandemic? I think so. I mean, I think he's been out there a long time. I don't know if he was he was uh, during the AIDS pandemic, but he's been. I mean, he's like seventy or eighty years old. He's super old. He doesn't look it, but he's really old. Yeah. Well, you don't think he looks it? 
I think he looks. Well, like he doesn't. I don't think he looks seventy. Like almost eighty. Well, I'm just saying that if he was a part of that AIDS, uh, the AIDS epidemic, not pandemic, but uh, the AIDS epidemic. I mean, just think about how bad we got that in the beginning. I mean, do you remember, like, in the beginning, they were worried that it was airborne? They were worried that you could catch it by kissing or hugging somebody with the AIDS virus? Um, you know, and and I remember being in elementary school and, and like, being scared to death uh, by, you know, if somebody is even around you, we, we're not even 100% sure if, if this is a virus that you can catch just talking to somebody and, and, and having like saliva droplets land on you and soaking your skin. Like I I remember it being to that level of hysteria, um, you know, when I was younger because I was scared to death. I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to be everywhere. And then turns out that, you know, uh, it's unprotected sex and it's, it's heavier in, um, not in certain communities, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the chances of me catching it were, were very, very small, especially at being five years old, but <laughs> that's what they've been doing forever though. You know, mm-hmm. scaring, the, scaring us to death. Yeah. yeah like it... Ebola. Remember that a few years ago? Yeah. I mean, that was supposed to be, Oh, here we go. We uh, have a case at... in the United States. It's well, when we were going up, Acid rain, remember that was going to kill all the crops and we were all going to starve to death? Yeah, killer bees. Killer bees. Um, now kill. The tarant- tarantulas were going to take over. I remember that for a while. Global uh, warming. Global warming. <laughs> well, don't forget about the, the global cooling. Yeah, the hole in the, in the 70s. O- the hole in the ozone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anthrax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the the DC sniper. Yeah. I forget about him. Muhammad. There's so Muhammad. many of them. Muhammad. That's, oh. that's what his name was. I know we were going to bring this up later, but this is a perfect spot for it. Do you also remember uh, overpopulation? Yeah. Go go find the Captain Planet where they talk about how China has to limit to one kid. Um. And they talk about overpopulation and about how the way that the earth is going, that less people can serve um, and, and really think about having kids. Like we're going to have a, we're going to have an overpopulation. People are going to starve. You're not going to be able to have enough farmland to feed everybody. You know, we're going to, we're going to reach 20 billion people by the year 2020. Do you remember that? Yeah. I, I was watching this PBS documentary on it and the guy who like invented the, uh, the like hybrid corn or like hybrid i think it was corn he was like growing it in mexico and stuff like he would literally go out and he, he would take like the pollen off of one and he would wrap it in like a in like cellophane and then like plant it on another on another piece of i think it was corn it might have been beans i'm not exactly sure but he like he like pioneered this in like the 50s Mm-hmm. And like be- before he and like people were like starving to death because there wasn't enough food. So he like creates this amazing new, you know, hybrid and just it's disease resistant. It's like the greatest thing ever and it feeds everybody. And like before he dies, he's like lamenting the fact that he allowed the population to grow as much as it did. 
Oh, it was wow. like like his dying wishes that he would have wouldn't have succeeded so that famine would have killed a bunch of people. Oh God! Because for the planet. Yeah, yeah because so he was a, he was a liberal, huh? Well, yeah. it, was the, it was the fifties. I don't know. Back, but, back but, when you could actually go to Mexico. Yeah, but now you see people are saying that you could take all the people in the world, uh, and if you stack them up like. 10 high you could fit them all within this 10 city you know 10 city block or 100 city block of of um um new york city like you could fit all the people in the world in new york city if you wanted to um if you stood them shoulder to shoulder you know back to back and everything else like that um so i mean to say that the world is overpopulated with the amount of people that have that we have on it is actually pretty ridiculous but because of that hysteria now we are faced with a problem because we are not hitting our um replenish rate for for human beings you know well in the united states no in across the world across I the world yeah, I got a hard yeah. time believing that China and India are hitting it pretty hard. Well, China, China's had a, a policy for the longest time that you can only have one child. Well, it's and gone so, now. But is it? Yeah, I the just, one child policy went went a few years ago. It must be more recent than that. I I was just watching a documentary about how their how their schools collapsed and. How these families were devastated because they could only, they still could only have one child, and that was their one child, and so all their lives and dreams are, are over. Well, that's, I mean, that one child policy is a bad deal because if think about it, if you, you're gonna have a gigantic elderly population, and you're only gonna have so many, you know, and it's gonna be like half of the regular population is gonna support the elderly population, mm-hmm. and they didn't really think about that when they created the policy. So they, they got rid of it because they realized that it's, it's not going to work. Well, and that's the problem that we're having now is, is that uh, the world population went from uh, the average woman, uh, you know, uh, would have four children. And now it's down to like 1.8 on average. So we're not, we're not replenishing the world to replace the two people that it takes to have that child um, with that 1.8. And so they think that by 2064, our population is going to pop out at about like 10 uh, billion people. Here you go. I, I got it right here. With widespread sustained declines in fertility, the world population will likely peak in 2064 at 9.7 billion and then declining to about 8.8 billion by 2100. Oh, wow. About 2 billion lower than previous estimates according to a new study. You know what you know what's causing this worldwide fertility? The lack of masculinity. Yeah. Either that so, or, or uh, birth control. No. No. Skinny <laughs> jeans. Soy lattes, processed meats, it's killing, it's killing the strong like bull men out there. <laughs> you, you can't wear skinny jeans and tell me that your nuts are getting enough air, it, you know? 
you have a point. <laughs> or tidy whiteies, I guess. It, it, it's fine. I mean, because, like I said, Mark was talking about this the other day. The uh, lack of masculinity in those men is going to continue to decline, and they're not going to reproduce. And the men that have masculinity they are going to continue to reproduce, and the world will be overtaken by normal people once again, eventually. It will balance itself out. Yeah. Be balancing the force. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just, yeah, it just blows my mind that, you know, again, in the 70s and early 80s, um, it, it was, the world's going to overpopulate. We're, you got to do your best not to, you know, to control this. We got to control the Earth's population. The world can only sustain so many people. And then we find out that, well, okay, that's wrong. Because now we're we're going to have a situation where we're going to start to see a decline in the population um, uh, fairly soon. Um, you know, like within the next hundred years, we're going to see a decline in the population. And and if so, if we keep going on this on this pace, we're we're going to see more elderly people, like you were saying, Darren. Exactly what China China must have ultimately found out. Um, and, and, and then you're going to have, you're going to have a bigger problem on your hands because we're not going to be able to sustain with an elderly population and less young people. Exactly. And then the, the there has to be like a, a certain multiple of young people to take care of each elderly person. Mm-hmm. And that's not happening in China, especially with the communist government, which, you know, they basically have said that they're going to take care of everybody. You know, I mean, that's their stated goal is utopia or whatever. So it's just not going to work, mm-hmm. but so so I mean it's the same thing with global warming. It, it's gonna it, you know we're gonna find out one day that global warming. Oh geez, you know it, it looks like it's all secular and and um, it looks like uh, some people are doing some funny things with the math and uh, obviously uh, white uh, supremacy. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I did hear. A funny somebody tweeted this the other day. You know, if global warming is is a big thing and and the oceans are rising, correct? That's what we're hearing. Yep. Why do banks loan money to people building beachfront houses? They shouldn't. Should be a risk. They'll never get their return on investment. They should never loan to to somebody wanting to build, uh, you know, by water. Now, now, granted, most people that can afford that probably just pay cash anyways, but I'm sure there are some that are, you know, not quite there. Oh, I'm it's, sure that there's a lot, yeah. National flood insurance, too. They probably wouldn't actually wouldn't loan to people in those areas, like especially in hurricane zones, if they couldn't, if, you know, if, if there wasn't the national flood insurance program that actually allows them to do that. Like, because no insurance company has actual flood insurance because... If a hurricane floods out an entire city, that you know, all, most insurance companies can't survive that. Mm-hmm. Everyone so, who lives in Miami is a is, is dumb because they're going to be underwater in two years. Well, the whole state of Florida. Yeah, you know. I don't think Florida is really that big of an issue. I mean, they're. I don't know. It's it's never going to happen. It's well. well I'm just it. saying that. Who cares? I'm just saying that. that if the ocean rose. Florida would be completely covered pretty much. 
Well, yeah. it'd have to it'd have to rise a lot though. I mean, it'd have to rise well, by feet. It's I mean, getting like hot, Darren. tens of feet. Hot. I, I think if the polar ice caps melted like all the way, like this is what they don't tell you. They say, "Oh, the polar ice caps can melt." Well, even if it melted all the way, I don't think the sea level would would the sea level would probably rise like a couple feet. That's not going to flood anything. Well, yeah. I don't but, know. There, but, there's probably projections, Al, but Al Gore said it, so I believe him. <laughs> he, he he said, oh, did you guys hear that? Was that his jet that just flew over? Oh, <laughs> never mind. It was a semi that drove by. Sorry. <laughs> I was, did he did he say it from his forty thousand square foot house that sucks more energy than <laughs> than a small small town? It's okay. He planted five trees in the backyard to yeah. offset it. And then oh. he bought some. He probably bought some uh, uh, carbon oh. credits from somebody. Yeah. Well, no, that was that was the big sham. He he created the, that carbon credit that carbon credit trading company. That was his big deal. Is he wanted to uh, to make those carbon credits tradable, or you could you could offset them and buy them. And that was like his company. It was all it was all self-aggrandizing bullshit. He was going to make himself rich with this. Nice. Bullshit climate crap. So he's getting rich off of it, huh? Pretty much. Yeah, and then and then you got Bill Gates is creating companies and and getting carbon credits, and then he's transferring them to himself because the company does absolutely nothing. It's just a name, but mm-hmm. but but then it looks like he's buying credits from another company that's being green with their stuff, and so I, I'm I'm investing in a green company because they have zero carbon emissions. It doesn't do anything, dumbass. Well, he's like one of the, he's like one of the biggest owners of farmland or land in the United States too. Like he's buying up all this farmland, so I'm sure he gets credit offsets from that. You know, for for growing crops. Hmm. So, did you see that uh, that Doctor Seuss got canceled? Yeah, it's uh, what do they say? Racial undertones. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, all of his crap is all made up characters, so I don't understand how there's racial undertones in it. Well, they're also saying that um, race is being under... um, Oh, God, I forgot the word. Not underappreciated, but underrepresented. Um, So that they look through all of his books, and less than 2% of the characters in his books have dark skin. What's dark skin in a book where where they all have like yellow, red, green, like non I mean they're obviously not supposed to be representative of actual human skin tones. Well obviously Cindy Lou Who is white and that's racist. Isn't she green? No, the Grinch is green. Cindy Lou Who is the little three year old that comes out oh. for yeah, yeah. She kind of had a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a brown tinge to her, though, didn't she? What a, What about the cat in the hat? He's half white and half black, correct? Yeah, he's Obama. <laughs> well, I'm just. I was just getting to that. I mean, he, I mean, Colin Kaepernick is half black and half white, but he identifies as black, which doesn't make any sense because I thought being white had privilege. No, he's he's not. I think black. 
but his parents, no. his adoptive parents, are white as the winter snow. No, his mom is white as the winter snow. I saw a, a special on her. Yeah, they're adoptive. No, his biological real biological mother. Huh. I, w- I watched it on ESPN. She's as white as can be. Okay. And no one's sure who his dad is, apparently, but uh, <laughs> he disappeared no. like a disappeared like a pizza at a Weight Watchers convention, as they say. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, his his mom is white. I saw they had a special on her on ESPN, and uh, so. Speaking of Maury, I watched that today. It was so good. It's always <laughs> funny. Uh, show. It's always the same damn thing. It's always. Oh, yeah. I, it's I always, can't believe it's still on. It's always when they do the interviews at the beginning, they tell them to yell, which is just comical. Maury, I don't know why I'm here. She's obviously that kid doesn't look like me. <laughs> and then she gets up on stage. And she, there's a picture of the kid. And she's like, look at his nose. It's the same nose as his. And look at where his ears are. <laughs> two damn holes spot. in that nose. He's got two He's eyes. He's got two holes in his nose, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, then, and, then it, and then it comes out. And, and it's really, it's, it's always, you are the father. In which case... They get back together right away and they start kissing and then he proposes or whatever. They're like, I knew it. I'm so glad. I'm so happy. Or you are not the father. And then the woman runs off the stage <laughs> into the back green room and they always run. They never, ever don't run. It's just, it's the funniest damn thing ever. You know what's going to happen, but you still laugh at it. <laughs> well, if it's not Daryl, it must be Tim. Tim, get up here. <laughs> Oh, it's it's just too damn funny. Uh, I, just the funniest thing. I think the funniest one I ever saw. Like, there's there's this app called Nosy where you can watch all these like in, as repeats. You can just watch them to your heart's content. So if you get bored, just flip it on. Anyway, the funniest one I ever saw was this girl who wanted a maternity test. She did wasn't quite sure that her mother was her mother. <laughs> You think There's if the a, name was on the birth certificate, you think you'd be pretty sure that the hospital got it right? Mm-hmm. You would hope so. Uh, spoiler alert, she was her mother. <laughs> Gosh. Well, anyway, where were we? Yeah, Dr. Seuss. I don't, I don't get Dr. Seuss. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, if you want to cancel something, might I suggest the Power Rangers? They do have one. One of the Power Rangers happens to be the White Power Ranger. White he, Power he, Ranger. Yeah. Oh, I, you, I never thought of that. Actually, <laughs> wow. Have you uh, have you ever seen that uh, college humor thing? Zordon's a racist. <laughs> no, I didn't. There, there is one where you know. It's like him giving, you know, Jason, you will be the Red Ranger as you are the leader of the of the group. Uh, Kimberly, you are the Pink Ranger because you will symbolize this. Zach, you are the Black Ranger. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like, why am I the Black Ranger? Like, I'm the only black guy here and then I become the Black Ranger? 
Dude, that's a little bit on the nose, isn't it? Well, Trini doesn't care that you're the Yellow Ranger. Whoa! <laughs> I'm the Yellow Ranger? The only Asian on the show? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> you know, it like dissolves into uh, Alpha 5. Uh, don't let Zack in the control center by himself. <laughs> Did you ever see did you ever see how those became how those came about the Power Rangers? Oh, I watched mm-hmm. something on it. Yeah. <clears throat> Basically they had they had these toys in Japan that were the Mighty Morphin I I believe they were the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in Japan. I'm not exactly sure. Oh no, it was I think it was the TV. Okay. Start over. The the there was a TV show in Japan that people really liked. And it was exactly, it was basically the fighting scenes were all those, were all filmed in Japan. And yeah. it was yeah. like the, it was like the show that went on in, in Japan, but they just, then they took American actors and they, they feel, they refilmed all the scenes and probably redubbed them all and probably rewrote them all for all we know. And then they, you know, since nobody, nobody had models on them, they could just, speak over them so it costs nothing to produce so like well we'll give this a try and it was like one of the biggest hits and they basically created a toy out of it and they created toys out of it because i mean that was the biggest like the toy company was was the ones who really pushed it because they wanted to sell the toys and they were japanese toys Mm -hmm. it's just insane like it, it had nothing to do with uh with actually making a show it was just easy to make and the money was going and like the toy company basically financed it all well yeah i mean that's that's a tale as old as time i mean he-man uh the show of he-man was just to really promote that uh they were bringing out these toys for he-man and that's why every week he had like a new character come in or a new uh uh machine same thing with gi joe um you know it was even Transformers, it started off as a toy. Yeah, Transformers made it, was a toy first. They made it into a show, but that's just to promote the toy sales, you know, mm-hmm. for the most well, the, part. The toys were nothing, but they were just Japanese copies. Yeah. Yeah. But that is the best advertisement, 30-minute advertisement ever. So, Well, the funniest thing about He-Man is Battle Cat. The only reason why Battle Cat was like it was is because it was basically another toy that they just repainted. <laughs> so it's like it's like twice as large as the rest of the toys. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's he's as big as he is because like the set was bigger than the rest of the stuff. That's funny. Anyway, mm-hmm. if you ever that, if you ever watched that though, like the first three seasons of He Man, they were like printing money. I think they topped out as something like uh, five four hundred and fifty some million dollars in in toy sales in like nineteen eighty four. So like today that would be like one point three billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it. Anyway, so Mister Potato Head is going away too. So could they not market a TV show after him? Well, I. I don't see what I don't get is with Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head, you could like interchange the parts and that would be like the perfect transgender world for people. So I don't, I don't get why that would be cancelable nowadays. Oh, wow. 
I mean, right? Take Mr. Po- Mrs. Potato Head's eyes, take her lips, you put Mr. Potato Head's nose and ears on, and you got Mr. Trent Tate. You got Tater Tot? I don't know. You, you heard that they did stop that, that they are going to keep it Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, right? Uh, it's Ms. Yeah. Well, Ms. Potato Head. Sorry, this shit on there. Uh, but yeah, it's through backlash. They finally, they finally came back and said, ah, you know, maybe this wasn't such a good idea, you know? Well, maybe so, they can, maybe they can give him, uh, give him genitals and then you can just swap those out, you know? Just, uh, well, just like what, real life. Wouldn't it cause like, do you need like 76 different pair of <laughs> genitals because there's 76 genders? Yeah. The, well, just what? Just what have like the... three holes, and then you can like mix and match oh. as many as you want. <laughs> you know that'd be that'd be at least seventy six combinations if you got three of them, right? Yeah. <sighs> anyway. So what am I hearing about these border crossings, there, Marcus? Well, you know, one. You heard about the accident um, in Southern California, um, yeah. Richie. How it's many not people... funny, but it's it's kind of funny. Uh, well, it's wait, not... wait, wait, hang on here. A guy at work today told me, "Well, the seats were out of it." <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thanks for the clarification, John. Yeah, you know how what? I, I just figured this out. I... I figured out exactly what happened with this. They were already dead. So they just ran him into a semi so that nobody would know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that could be if you were stacked. But how do you fit? I mean, that couldn't, that, I mean, I haven't read anything more about it, but 27 people in a 94 expedition. Okay, if the seats were out of it, too. That's not adults, though, right? I mean, that had to be kids. I mean, it's, it's a sad story. Yeah. But, I mean, now they're saying it, it was human trafficking, right? Because there's no way you could fit 27 adults in there, right? I, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. One on the dash, two in the passenger seat, one driving, there's four. So you got to fit 23 in the back. I think you could fit some on the floorboards. Like you could fit one on the floorboards. Yeah. Okay. So twenty-two in the back. And then, well, no. And then you got one laying across their laps. Uh, I don't know. I I I would I would freak out from claustrophobia. Like I would just start screaming. One of my one of my one of my coworkers who is from India, um, back back when I used to work in Dallas. She basically said that they would they would put an entire family on one of them fifty cc Chinese scooters. What? Like, yeah, they would they would get like six people on it. You'd have like one ride in the front. You'd have like two on the seat, one on like the pegs on the back. I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but. Well, I know that in like India, you can see like their trains. They'll have hundreds of people hanging on the outside of the train because the train cards full 
you know, but I mean, that's how they travel is they're all just hanging off the side of this train. And I mean, people fall off and die all the time, but like, that's how they travel. Interesting. On a side note, they don't have any tunnels. In India? Well, like, I mean, obviously if they're hanging off the train, they probably Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. It'd be a bad day. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I'm not laughing at that. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, that's, I mean, so that's sad. Uh, But also, I mean, we're talking about, you know, these border crossings and everyone was upset that, you know, Trump was stopping the border crossings during COVID. And now we found out that 108 people uh, were just released by the Biden administration who who were positive with COVID at the time that they let let them go. Yeah. yeah so these figures. are, but I mean, these are people who don't have any place to go, or or if they do, they're going to have to stay with family, right? So they're a border crossing. They test them for COVID. They test positive. All right. Well, here's go into the general population. I heard that's where AIDS came from too. Was an illegal border crossing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> mm. Okay, so um, Mark, I'm, I'm, we need to do an intervention. You have like a, an insane obsession with John Oliver. Well, I do it for I, I do it because I, you do John Oliver. No, no, I would not do John Oliver. Um, I I watch it because nobody else should have to. But there are people who listen to this guy and they watch his comedy show and they say, oh, he's so informative. Like, I didn't know this. Like, obviously he's telling us the truth because it, and they don't see the half-truths that he talks about. And, and one that he was that he started up the show with was he was talking about Cuomo. And of course he went after Cuomo for the sexual allegations, you know, and obviously now there's a third woman who has, who said that he abused his power and um, he put his hand on the small of her back and she removed it. And he was like, Oh, you're aggressive, huh? Or I don't understand how that's an aggressive move. He, well, well, she didn't have, she had a, a dress with no back. Ah, and, so, and then he and then he grabbed her by both ears and threatened to kiss her. And then kissed her. Well, did did he actually? Oh yeah, he he yeah. did actually kiss her. She turned her head. Yeah. So he must not did lift. he did he say something about the fact that he's Italian? So molesting people is how you talk to him or something. Wow. Do you guys hear anything about that? I I didn't, but it didn't surprise oh. me. It well, I just me, yeah. Somebody tweeted, "Because I've been Italian my whole life, you know, obviously that's funny, um, and I've never molested somebody when I met them or something along those lines." <laughs> well, I, so I, I know. I thought I maybe know, he had said something. I I know in Italy, like it is their culture. Like you, if you are a a, a single woman, you should not be out on the streets because, you know, and this is what I've heard from people who were Italian, like, that's just the culture. Like, it, you know, it's it's normal for somebody to come up and be somewhat aggressive. Not, obviously, to the point of, of sexual assault, but to be very aggressive, and, and that's, you know, it would be not tolerated here, but there it's it's common. You know, I'm just flirting with you. Um, is, that why, yeah. is that why COVID hit the country so hard? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> like... 
Hey, baby, you want to get COVID? Come here. <laughs> no. I'm the but, freaking Pope. <laughs> but so he went, he goes after him, but then obviously he talks about Andrew Cuomo and he, and, and uh, he talks about the one good thing that uh, he brought up was uh, Cuomo, I guess, during all of his news conferences, talks about um, uh, A.J. Parkinson, you know, uh, and he says this stupid little phrase, and he goes, you know, that was the great A.J. Parkinson who said that. And um, he says something else about how, you know, Cuomo's doing such a great job, and that actually comes from my good friend A.J. Parkinson. And everyone's just wondering, you know, I guess nobody knew who is this A.J. Parkinson, you know? Like, is he some writer? Is he some philosopher? Is he some, uh, you know, important person within New York City? No, it's Andrew Cuomo. It's him quoting himself, but he calls it A.J. Parkinson, and he thinks it's funny to do this. And nobody else was in on the joke. So everyone was wondering why he keeps bringing up all these quotes. I mean, it's like every single day he would say something and he would say it was from this A.J. Parkinson. And it turns out it's Andrew Cuomo just quoting himself, you know? And he'd do stupid little sayings and jokes like, oh, it's so cold in New York City right now that the politician has his own hand in his pocket. Uh, you know, and that was said by the great uh, A.J. Parkinson. What a dumbass. Um... But but uh, what why John Oliver was wrong this week was he was talking about police raids and how dangerous they are, which they are, obviously, um, and about how racist they are, which they're not, and, and about how we just need to stop doing them entirely. There shouldn't, there shouldn't be a SWAT team because uh, people, get it, people get it wrong all the time. And so then he starts going through all these examples of where a SWAT team attacks the wrong you know you know breaks down the wrong door and it's like i don't understand why why you're making that a big deal i i get that that's horrific when that happens but i mean one of the examples was uh they the gps couldn't tell them where this crack house was um and so the swat team missed it two times and then when they when they did finally find this house there was like a burnt out shack that was the crack house. And then there was another house just beyond that. And so they went past the burnt out crack house because they didn't think anyone was living there. And then they broke down the door of the guy living next to them, which again, wasn't marked, wasn't, you know, they had no way of knowing that it was the wrong house. And they were like, and that's horrific and unacceptable. Well, I get that that's a horrible situation when that happens, but we, you are dealing with human beings and you are dealing with, you know, thousands of SWAT calls and we're pulling out nine examples of, of when they got it wrong because when they do get it wrong, it is horrific. It does make the news, uh, you know, um, you know, people hear about it, but so they're definitely in the minority of it. Um, and then speaking about, you know, they were saying how SWAT, SWATs are racist because, you know, when you look at the numbers, there were, you know, and they and they pulled out the state and they said, well, in this county, there was 500 SWAT raids. 
and in this county there was 400 and in this county there was uh 250 and in this county there was 375 but there were zero tiny counties up here and 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 they were like and with the ones that had these high numbers 90% of them were black and brown people and i was like okay but those small counties, what is the population? What what's actually in those counties? You know, uh, that that would be my first question. And my I, second, I got I got an answer. Black yeah. and brown people. Probably, yeah. There there's probably all around those uh, those same ones. But I mean, yeah. So so they're saying that it, it's racist that that these SWAT these SWATs are called on people of color disproportionately, but they'd never go into well, why are they being called? I mean, are they hostage situations? Are they drug situations? Are they what? What is the reasoning behind them? You know, um, are they are they SWAT backup because of a, a, you know um, because some gamer called uh, um, uh, somebody who was beating them in Madden? You've heard about that, right? Yeah, the swatting stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, I've heard about that. So I mean, so, it's just sounds like you've gotten beaten in Madden. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna let some punk kid beat me. I'm gonna call no. <laughs> I've never done that, by the record. Uh, and and basically, he just talks about how we we may need to defund these these SWAT teams and just stop doing raids on drugs. Uh, because why should we be doing raids on 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 drug on drug dealers? Well, because that's the place where they sell the drugs. Somebody goes into that house, buys drugs, and walks out. Do you want them not to do any? You you don't want them to to remove drugs off the street so that it can ruin hundreds of families and and people's lives. And and that's really what his point was trying to get at is is that you should basically make it impossible for for cops to be able to raid a drug house or a crack house or anything else like that, because it's not worth the risk to human life. And it's like, I don't, I, I, the world is topsy is upside down, you know? So you don't want to get rid of drugs off the street. You don't care if it hurts kids or communities. You're totally fine with a crack house being in the middle of middle of uh, uh, a town, uh, bringing, bringing down that entire area that's okay with you because we shouldn't go in by force and try to stop that yep yeah that's they just don't look at it you know as if there's just no consequences for your actions is what they're basically coming down to it's like oh you know he's a drug addict he doesn't want to be well maybe he does want to be maybe he just just doesn't care about anything you know so that's well, aggravating and if you have somebody addicted to heroin or meth or or any of the other highly addictive drugs right they're not going to seek help they're addicted unless they get arrested and get put into a treatment if you want to if if people want to come up with reforms of like the first drug arrest, they put you into a, a rehab center and try to get you clean. Uh, and then the second arrest, they throw the book at you. You know, I don't, you know, I don't care whatever, whatever somebody wants to come up with that. But if you're trying to say, like, we shouldn't arrest them and we should just 
decriminalize it like Oregon and and be and and say that we're not going to arrest you if you if you have a if if you have a major drug problem we're just going to ask you to hopefully get better how are you solving the issue you're not you know it's 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 ridiculous to me that people are trying to say that this is an alternative means no you're just trying to to make a, a section of the population docile and you're and you're trying to promote the idea of, of drugs because you're saying it's racist um you know and and it's just it's horrible and then you got John Oliver spewing out these half-truths, and people are like, oh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, you should really get rid of SWAT teams. This is how... Yep. Uh, sorry. All right, you want to move to the worst person of the week? Sure. Let's do it. All right, who wants to go first? Uh, I can do it. It's Mine is... Uh, Chris, how do you say his last name, Mark? Diala. 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 Delia. And his child porn obsession, apparently. And I mean, remember when Darren keeps saying, you know, they keep proving Q right, and that's why Q stays around. Well, we have another case of it right now. So, did you read the story on what was going on with that, though? Uh, I guess I did not, but sounded like it's kind of the kind of the uh, um, the Anthony Weiner thing, where you know he gets hit up by a seventeen-year-old on Instagram or whatever, and he starts acting, starts act asking for nude pictures, and I think she sent them, and then you know it got found out whether he knew she was seventeen or not. I guess I don't I don't know about that, but. That's kind of sounds like what was going on. No, but still, he's forty. You know, yeah. like I mean, I mean, you. I get that. Okay, she's seventeen, uh, and maybe she's a week away from her eighteenth birthday. That still doesn't make it right. You know, for the fact of the matter of that, I mean, she's more than half his age, and this is his whole thing of well, I'm going to hit up. I'm going to hit this person up with, and try to get nudes from this person. Um, and and is not not even taking a second to say, you know, well, wait a second, how old are you? And doesn't it say on Instagram, like, any kind of personal details? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't have Instagram. But either way, I mean, the guy's worth a lot of money. He He could just go out and buy you know, anything he wants as far as sexually, you know, Mm -hmm. fly to Vegas and, you know, have at her. (laughs) Yeah. Go, go to a adult only, or yeah, I guess the bunny ranch if he wants, if he he wants to do that. But I mean, he's also a very popular comedian, you know, I mean, you can't tell me that he couldn't go out to a club and meet a woman if that's his thing. You know, um, you don't need to be, you don't need to be hitting up minors. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's, he said, Delia said that he never knowingly pursued any underage women at any point. So, you know, it's one of those things where they, she might've said that she was, she was of age. Not, not that I'm defending him. I mean, 
but yeah. the yeah it's one of those things where you know how do you know you, you don't necessarily know how old somebody is what, right? what I, especially when they're required to in a lot of these sites have to be over 18 you know that's what happened to the guy the guy who who developed the who developed the uh the ghost gun you know the he the the feds got him on uh on having sex with an underage girl who he picked up on sugardaddymeat.com where you're required to be over 18 to be on the site mm. so they pinched him for that so i mean this could be a this could be a, a rob lowe situation well i i think I think it was on instagram so she you know he probably should have known better than to, well i don't know maybe she said that she was over 18 there's just one of those things where you know not all not a lot of facts are out but yeah well the thing that i find kind of dubious right now though is is that the fact that he came out this this week or last week and said that um you know he's kind of a sex addict and uh he's taken a lot of time to stop and reflect uh because you know he's made bad choices in his life based off of his sexual addiction and then this comes out this week you get you can't uh, he can't help but think he he probably saw that this was coming down the pipeline and wanted to get out ahead of it, and so you know he he comes out and says that he's a victim of sexual addiction uh, just before oh hey uh, he solicited a seventeen year old nude photos um, you know and and again I I I, I get that let's say she was eighteen you know. Uh, let's say that she wasn't a minor; she was 18 years old, or she was 18 and a half. Then we would have never heard of this. Yeah, but it's also it's not any less creepy. You know what I well, mean? I mean, like, yeah, come on, but... 40. You're 40, dude. Go shut the fuck up and and go home. You know. I mean, and I, I, I get it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, maybe it was a big misunderstanding, I guess, but I was I was watching. Have you seen the show Trinkets? Oh, it's on on uh on uh on Netflix. You probably haven't seen it. It's about these about these high schoolers who steal stuff out of out of uh out of stores and then they gotta go to this this meeting. Whatever. Doesn't really matter. Anyway, the all these kids who actually look like they're in high school. They're all in their mid twenties. Mm. Anyway, no, I get, yeah, I get it. I mean, like Tom Welling was playing a freshman in high school, and he was twenty five. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah, that's with the like those Riverdale's and Smallville's and all that. And like you know, the actors are probably you know twenty three, twenty four, and yeah, they're portraying um, underage people. You know. But, um, I mean, if you're good, my, my worst person of the week is Alec Baldwin. Again? Didn't you already have him? I don't think so. Because I made fun of that he couldn't act, and everybody thinks he's the best actor ever? Yeah, I do remember that, but I don't know if he was my worst person of the week. And, I mean, if he is, again, I mean, he, he obviously earns it again. Uh... He earns it this week, and I, I'm going to pull up his quote real quick because I, I don't want to misquote what he said. 
but he was he was upset because people were making fun of his wife, and I get it. Trolls are being trolls, um, and and saying stupid stuff. And it sounds like I mean a lot of this was um, people just being. Um, being dumb with what they were saying to him um, about his child being born with his wife, his sixth child with this Hilia, um, who is uh, who who we found out was trying to overrepresent that she was um, uh, Spanish and and a big mover in this Latinx, and so then you know they they have the sixth kid and it. Somebody pointed out that, hey, didn't you just have your fifth kid like six months ago? Um, you know, so shouldn't you explain how you had a kid within within that time frame? Like, um, and and he basically told everyone to shut the fuck up, which is fine. Um, you know, mind your own fucking business. It's my own. It, it's my kid. Again, fine, totally fine with that. Um, but then he says. Uh, because basically they're not very smart. Americans are people who know less about how to live a peaceful, healthy life than most of the civilized world. And that's when I went, uh, I, I get that you're mad, but what the fuck, dude? You know, like, uh, basically just calling all Americans stupid. And, and again, we should be focused on other people and how they live. Because everyone else has the right answer, and Americans are dumb, even though Americans are the most profitable, most free, um, most secure nation in the world. Americans are dumb and and don't know how to live, and and um, basically putting down our entire nation. It, and when people say shit like that, th- that is when I want to say, "Well, you're rich enough. Go live fucking someplace else." Else, if Americans are so dumb and uncultured, go be appreciated someplace else. Stop being in fucking American films. Stop taking American money. Go live in fucking Russia. Go live in China. Go live someplace else, you stupid fuck. Yeah, and take Antonio Cromartie with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> Alec Baldwin's like, I got Samantha, she's 27. Uh, Gina, she's 27. Uh, Florida, she's 26 and a half. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, and and, like, don't get me wrong. uh, The the trolls that came out and said, well, you know, you should say how you had this birth and stuff like that. No, that's not anyone's business. And I get it. He's a star, so he wants to be on social media. And you're going to get little shots like that. His anger at them. Totally justified. But then when your true callers come out and you want to say that America's a piece of shit, no, go fuck yourself now. You know? So. Yup. Alright, my worst person of the week is um, Christopher Ray. He's the director of the FBI, and he testified in front of Congress. And he said a bunch of stuff about the Capitol Hill thing, whatever. He said that, you know... There's no proof that there were any people other than than white supremacists there and shit like that, and you know, and then the but but he doesn't you know he doesn't acknowledge that the person that recorded the woman getting shot was like a Portland ant or was like a known antifa person, 
basically says there were no there were no antifa there well that uh that's untrue i mean that's completely untrue and completely provable the guy was on cnn saying that he recorded it and then he was on msnbc and matter of fact he got paid like 75 grand for the footage and then um he basically said that antifa is not a terrorist organization or he doesn't believe that they are and but the proud boys are even though the proud boys don't burn stuff down constantly like antifa does as a matter of fact they pretty much are just a i mean they were formed as a joke on a on a podcast uh, i don't know it he's yeah, just didn't you listen didn't you listen to biden antifa is just an idea it's not a I th- group i think that's what his his or argument was too but uh, I don't know if the if the idea is to burn buildings. I mean, if that's whatever, you know, I guess that idea burned down the, the Minneapolis police headquarters, you know, and shot shot rounds into it. And another you know, thing, the Boogaloo Boys are left wing. They're Democrats. They're they're liberals. They're anarchists. They're not they're not right wingers. <laughs> they hate Trump, but yeah. nobody says anything about that. They say that. And, and the name sounds like it's some sort of KKK thing, and then that's what scares people. So the news keeps saying it over and over again, and they keep saying that they're right wing. They're not. They're left wing. Keep repeating the lie until it becomes the truth. Yeah. You, you know, know and then they were gonna they were gonna kidnap Gretchen Whitmer of of Michigan, and like the leader basically in his rant where he said that he was he wanted to get her or whatever on YouTube or whatever. Basically said he hated Trump. Well, and Trump was the one that saved her. He was the one that, you know, they found that out and they were like, "Hey, this is a serious threat. You got to get, you got to get in there and take care of this before we have a governor that's kidnapped." It was Trump that saved Whitmer. I don't know. No, uh, that's that's he he. It was the intelligence agency that that figured that out, and Trump pushed like this is a this is a serious threat. We need to take care of this. We can't have a have a U.S. governor go missing. You know now Trump maybe did it because he didn't want himself to look bad by having a governor go missing on his watch. Um, um, but I mean, or he was doing the right thing because he is a he is a patriot. But they stopped that from happening. That was the federal government by direction of Trump. Okay. So I'm just saying. And, and, and talking about Antifa, uh, that, that brings up, uh, you know, did you hear that one of the city council in Minneapolis before the Chauvin trial um, said that they wanted to ban people gathering with bottles, sharp sticks, bats, um, incendiary devices. They wanted to make sure that you couldn't um, gather and have those things. And so they proposed that law and then she immediately repelled it. Oh, shields. That was another big thing. You couldn't have a shield and and and, and helmets. Um, they didn't want people to wear helmets. Well, what is that? What is that imagery? remind you of does that remind you of a proud boy or does that remind you of a antifa member antifa yeah 
and and so then she got pushed back uh from this and then said well we don't want to step on people's civil rights and uh so we're you know we're not gonna we're not gonna put any kind of city ordinance uh, where you can't gather with these things because we think that this is going to be used for bigotry with the police department Because they think it will be unjustly, um, unjustly uh, used against uh, minorities. Okay, and a lot of minorities walked on the street with the helmets on. Well, I don't understand. Well, they were saying that all laws have the ability to be used by people who are who are racist, and that laws in themselves are not racist. But the people who enforce them do, and that's why that's why you know if we make this a law, it's going to be used by police uh, to to quell uh, people that are just trying to give you their their opinion in peaceful protest with sharp sticks, bats, shields, helmets, glass bottles. Okay. So I just think I just think that that's interesting because then if you're saying that that law is, you know, can lead to racism, then can't all laws lead to racism? Can't like a a speed limit do the same thing? Yeah, I think that they should get rid of the college admission laws. You know, where they have to have so many minorities in their college because that's racist yeah. against black people. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. One, they need to cut back on the Asians because they do too well. Yeah, it's math. All right, well, I think that probably does it for today. Um, Hope you have a good week and uh, good night and good luck. 